Dedicated. Dedicated. It's Crenshaw niggas. That's what it is. From Adams to Imperial. Adams to Imperial. That's really what it is. Come in. Come in. Yeah. New Nipsey Hustle. Check me out. You in trouble. Check me out. Pay us now. Check me out. Pay me double. Check me out. New Nipsey Hustle. Check me out. New Nipsey Hustle. Check me out. New Nipsey Hustle. Check me out. Nigga, fuck it. Check me out. Hey yo, hey yo, welcome back to another quarantine edition of the Check Me Out Podcast. We on episode 13. And I'm your boy Paul. And it's your boy Paul. Yeah, man. So we're gonna um, go ahead and, and give y'all some more content, um, some more of our thoughts and ideas on what's going on in the sports and sneakers world um in the last couple of weeks since our last episode. We're gonna go ahead and talk about uh, ESPN's list that they put out of the top 74 uh, sneakers um, and the impact that they had. And then we're going to go into the last dance, the last four episodes, I should say, um, since we didn't do one last week. Um, and then we're going to have a special um, in-your-face sneaker review. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Jordan um, DMP6s. Um, so, yeah, let's go ahead and and get it started with this list. Um, Seventy-four sneakers is is uh, it's a random number. <laughs> um, they could at least be seventy-five, right? <laughs> I'm like seventy-four is a random number. Uh, but yeah, like my initial thoughts, I can't, I cannot argue at all with the number one spot, and um, that was the Jordan Bread Eleven. Um, that's my personal favorite too, and that's what I would pick as number one. So I can't really complain about that. Um, I was surprised to see a couple of entries in here. Um, like, I think the the uh, Steph Curry's, I don't remember which one. I think it was like the fives or something like that. I was like surprised that those were in here because um, the only ones that I know that was really like clicking with the, uh, with the shoe audience and everything was like his ones. And maybe this yeah, last yeah. pair that came out because he had some dope concepts behind it. Um, but then, of course, you had your your typical um, Jordan sprinkled in here and there too. So, um, what you think about the list, Paul? Uh, like I think they got the the top ten. It's a it's like a couple questionable pieces, a couple shoes, and other kind of questionable, like the the, um, the fucking Adidas shell toes. Like I honestly don't understand why those number nine. They had the Jordan 4 is number 11, if I'm not mistaken. I wouldn't have been mad if they would have moved the Hyper Dunk down to 9 and put the 4s at 10 and just took out the Adidas. But, um, yeah, the top 10, cool. One that, one that shocked me is the phones. I didn't know they would put the phones in the top 5. Like, yeah. That, that's, like, they... Like, um, I think we hadn't seen a technology like that on the shoe, but... Phones are like mad fucking uncomfortable, like extremely uncomfortable. Like I think you got to get that shoe a half size up for it to even like fit somewhat comfortable. But I ain't got no problem with the top ten other than them weak ass shell toes, man. But other than that, that's um I'm surprised Air Force One at number three too. Like I would have probably moved the fucking Jordan threes. Up on the top five and took out the fucking Air Force One. I was just, I was just thinking about that. Like the Jordan threes, I think should definitely be 
um, top five for sure. Um, I don't know. I guess like I guess the impact of the Air Force One on and off the court or whatever um, is what hit it for a top three. But she lately, like Air Force Ones ain't really been getting too much hype, hype except for the the off white joint. Like you don't really see too many people yeah. really wearing Air Force Ones. Like maybe the all, all white ones if you want to wear them, like you know, like during the summertime or some shit. But other than that, Air Force Ones really ain't been doing nothing lately. So. Yeah, I'm surprised that uh, at these and one Thai cheese that came in at 14. I was like, what? That's kind of high. I think Vince made them motherfuckers go up to 14 because he had them motherfuckers on in a dunk contest. Yeah. Other than that, you didn't really see too many other players. Like, well, I didn't really see too many other players wearing those uh, one side cheese. Yeah, I didn't know people was like going crazy over him like that, even when Vince won him in the dunk contest or whatever. And it's crazy that, like, he wasn't even signed to N1. He had just got out of his deal with Puma and just threw them joints on just to rock in the dunk contest. It's crazy that he, he ended up with Puma in the first place. I remember watching that shit on that, um, that documentary on Netflix. I think it was called a Carter Effect, some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Talk about how he ended up with Puma. Like, that's pretty fucking weak, especially for Vince Carter. It's some, it's some ugly ass shoes in this list too, man. Like them fucking, the damn Chris Webber joints, the Dada. Trash, man. Super trash. I ain't like fucking. What'd you say? No, you go ahead, bro. You go ahead. Uh, I was saying I ain't like these, um, the Grand Hill tools, the Fila Grand Hill tools on this. Oh yeah. Bulky ass shoes. (laughs) And they came in at number twenty one, like. Get the fuck out of here. They had the fucking, um, the first T-Max. They got them at 51. Dude, I would put those in the top 20. That's crazy, yeah. The first T-Max are, like, that's gold for for Adidas. Like, they need to start retro in his line, for real. Bro, I still remember that day we went to the mall and you bought the motherfuckers. I still remember that shit vividly. Yeah, I, I was on a mission, man. That buddy ass is trying to sell you them damn socks to go with him. Right. <laughs> I want no damn socks. I'm bare. I barely got money for these shoes. He trying to pile on extra. <laughs> you know how them niggas at them shoe stores? I know what be trying to hit that commission. They be trying to sell everything up by the register. Mm-hmm. And shit, they got the motherfucking Hirachi 2K4s at number thirty. That's, That's definitely crazy. a top twenty shoe. To, to this day, that's still the best shoe I've ever hooped in in my life. Dude, that's like the most comfortable hooping shoe ever. Like, I'm surprised Nike ain't, re- ain't started retro in those again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Hey, tweak. They got the fucking, the, the first Kobe's. They're the ones, them big yellow motherfuckers you wore in the fucking All-Star game. They got them <laughs> in 53. I don't know. I guess because Kobe wore them motherfuckers, they had to put them in like the top 74, but I'm pretty sure some other shoes that, that they probably could have put on a list besides those. Yeah, I definitely wasn't rocking with them at all. But yeah, other than that, man, like they got some heat on here. Like them Nike Hyperdunks, like I ain't never owned a pair of them, but from what I hear, I guess that's like another like 
extremely comfortable hooping shoe, like one of the best ever. So. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Reebok questions, of course, like that's probably Reebok's like best shoe ever. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, I was, I was trying to f- uh, figure out what's the highest uh, rated LeBron on here. I feel like it's, it's seven. I'm not mistaken. Was it the first ones? I'm trying to see. I'm scrolling through now to see, but I don't, I don't see him. Yeah, I don't think they... Yeah, so the the LeBron eight said twenty nine. It ain't no other LeBrons higher than that. Damn. I lied. Wait, the LeBron seven is twenty two. LeBron seven, yeah, Yeah, that's it. That's the highest LeBron. Dang, damn! I would think the the Zoom generations would be up in the top twenty five. But them motherfuckers was cold. Yeah, them like damn, them my favorite LeBrons. Damn. That's crazy. He ain't got no shooting in the top 20. I would think too that he had one. Trying to look at other current. Shit, I'm, surp- I'm surprised Kyrie's shoes ain't high up on, the, on that list. I just uh, was at his. His uh, his Kyrie runs at 59. But I think that's it. That, that might be the only Kyrie that's on here. That Kyrie one, like, as far as, like, colorways, I think that shoe was, like, like top 20 shoe but as far as actual fit that shoe fucking suck cause you gotta get that shoe a half size cause them motherfuckers run narrow as hell mm. and they like mad they, and they uncomfortable to hoop in I hooped in them motherfuckers like white yeah and my feet was hurting like a motherfucker afterwards so. yeah I still think my favorite Kyrie still to this day is the Kyrie Force just far as like like comfortability and being able to like hoop in them and stuff them are probably like the best ones them at number six. I know I seen the PG ones on there, but I'm not. Did he have like the twos or threes on there, or did he just had a one? Nah, it's just the ones, and they had number sixty-four. I mean, they progressively got worse, so the <laughs> shoe progressively got worse. I've never seen somebody with their own signature shoe. It it gets worse as like as they drop more. Like, I don't fucking understand that. Yeah, and what's crazy is, like, when the PG-2 came out, um, somebody said, I think it was either Nike designer or somebody close to him was like, y'all don't even understand. Y'all like these PG-2s now, but wait till y'all see the three, fours, and fives. They gonna blow y'all mind. Like, nah, we going in reverse. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm, I'm glad they fucking switched up on... Um... Giannis' second shoe. His second shoe, like, it's going to be cold as hell. Yeah, that's sec- his second shoe cold. I'm- Somebody took notice. <laughs> his-, his second shoes remind me of, um, like, some, uh, some Kobe. Maybe because they, they low cut, but mm-hmm. they kind of give off, like, a Kobe vibe. So, mm-hmm. shit. His-, his first colorway that they posted, man, it's simple with them motherfuckers. Fire as hell, though, so. Yeah, they definitely hit. Yeah, you like you like KD's new shoes, the thirteens. 13s? Um, I don't know. I think I gotta see them in person. Um, I don't like them better than the twelves, but and they ain't bad, I guess. Um, I think he's trying to go for like, 
Cause it looked like there's more cushion in it than the 12 was. Like the 12 was like around the toe, it was real narrow. It had that, um, like fresh out the box, it looked like they had already been broken in or whatever. Um, so I think he was going for like, with these, like a more of a cushion type. Probably kind of like how uh, how Kyrie, his threes went to the four. Like that type oh. of thing. So we'll see how, uh, I mean, if he, get back on the court this season. I'm pretty sure he'll be rocking them, so we'll see. It's weird the way uh, KD's shoes come out, because his new shoes usually come out during the summertime. Like, yeah. When they, was at, when they was in the finals, like when he was with the Warriors, his new shoes would come out during the finals. And most players' shoes, they come out probably like, maybe like close to the beginning of the NBA season or during the season. Yeah. I think I think Nike got theirs like they they seem to athletes in like a weird rotation or something so they ain't coming out um like close together because like Kyrie shoes his come out in December every year. Yeah. Um, I think bronze is before the season start, and then I don't know when. I think PGs might be in like February or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I think he should like around like February or March and sometime like a little bit after All Star. Yeah, so they, they got them in like some type of cycle where, um, like the shoes dropping and they ain't overlapping or nothing like that. Jordan brand, they don't even got no motherfucking schedule like that. Them niggas just drop they shit whenever. Mm. They fucking feel like it. Like yeah. I'm, like I'm fully expecting. I feel like Jason Tatum go get his own shoe next. Either him or Luca, one of them go get their next they own shoe next. Yeah, I mean, the way that these Lucas sold, I could probably see, because uh, I could probably see him getting his first. Um, and then you think, like, like off the back, um, Luca got a PE that got put out. Zion got a PE that got put out. They ain't even put out a Jason Tatum PE yet. So I think he still got to get that going first. Um, and then they can talk about signature. But I don't even think um, Jordan going to go, like, gonna start putting out uh, other people's signature shoes until like CP3 and Melo retire or something like that. Cause you know, he's still ready to do something. Neither one of them niggas shoes selling, especially Chris Paul's and none of his models like ever really sold out. Melo's, I think, well, he's like first four kind of decent. Yeah. And after that, his shit just went like downhill, so. Mm Mm-hmm. Shit, I'm surprised they didn't get JT a, um, a PE. I definitely thought it was going to be them, the taco joint he wore, the taco 34s. I definitely thought those was going to end up dropping. But. Yeah. Or them, shit, them all green um, Celtic uh, 34Ps. I was like, if you'd have dropped them, I would have copped them for real. Then have been in my stash. Yeah, I was surprised that, that George Brand gave Luca a PE so quick, even though it's a Jordan one mid, but mm-hmm. still like he been with Jordan Brand for what, like three or four months? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was that was probably the bribe um when he was a free agent. Cause at that point, like he was already like third in the league and scoring or whatever. And Mike was like, nah, I gotta I gotta have him, so this is what we gonna do. Yeah. But shit, Zion, his PE, his PE was like done when even when that nigga wasn't even playing. Mm-hmm. 
Mike Mike smart, so I'm pretty sure um, JT will be up next. And shit, I don't know about Rush, you man. I think Rush, this shit is going the same way as fucking PGs. This shit getting progressively worse. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what more he could do to his like, cause they already look like super bulky, but he need a shit like that the way his the way he play. He Russ got hella concept shoes. Like the last concept joint he dropped like, like three weeks ago, they sold out. Same yeah. day they dropped. Yeah, them super soaker joints. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I was gonna try to cop those until I seen them motherfuckers was one seventy. Like, I ain't paying no one seventy for no Westbrook. Nah, I don't need. I, I can't. Like it's gonna take a lot for me to cop something Jordan brand that ain't a retro Jordan for that type of price. JTPE like a cold ass like PE with like all sorts of details and shit maybe that's what it's gonna take you gotta have his his number his initials all that joint all that stuff on there <laughs> have his son uh, birthday on there and shit all yep. that yeah I feel like that shit coming though I feel like if the season when they got shut down and shit was normal I think Jordan Brand probably would eventually drop the shit so probably during the playoffs or something Mm-hmm. Got to wait and see next season, man. But, but um, shit, I don't know, man. This list, like I said, it was some some questionable shit on here, but like I think they got the top ten right except for the Adidas superstars. Like I don't think nobody wore Adidas in the league since like the fucking seventies. I think Kareem might have been the last nigga that was winning for the Adidas. Chill toes hooping. So. Yeah, that's how I feel. Like for this list to be made now, they should have updated it to like like when people was actually in the sneakers and stuff like that cause like back then wasn't nobody really really caring about um like this probably wouldn't even made a list back then cause it would've just been just that one shoot or something cause people were just rocking the same shoe everywhere basically yeah so I don't know it's a lot of shit on here man that they need to hurry up and retro like like I said, I don't fuck with Adidas, but if they was to retro them T-Max ones, like, mm-hmm. like the same model, like, man, I would probably top with that. I would, man, for sure. Like, I, I think the T, the T-Max ones, twos, and threes, if they ever retro them, I would copy pair of those, or any of those three. Hey, which number is that? When they they came out with a black and red pair, I think that might have been like the first pair they, I think it was like the, the first color where they dropped that model. Uh, it was like, oh, it, it had the one with the strap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was when he was in Houston. I think them the T Mac fours, because I had, I had them too. joints. Yeah, yeah, that was dope. I, if I'm not mistaken, Adidas had retro one of the shoes, but I think they like it wasn't the same exact model. It looked like it, but it was like the like. The, like a different design, but it was like the damn near like the exact same shoe. I think I remember seeing them on Foot Locker maybe uh-huh. probably like three months ago. I think they was on sale for like sixty five dollars or something like that. Yeah, he was actually promoting them because um, he still, I think he still got a deal with Adidas or something like that. It was kind of like the T Mac Millennium or something like that, and they just like yeah. they just yeah. upgraded. Yeah, they upgraded his. I think the is either the first or the second shoe, and it just made it look a little different. Yeah. 
trying to be like Kobe with the pro throws. And I know, right? But they, they ain't do it right, man, because it still didn't look like the original enough for me to even think about copping them. But you know how deep this is. Some niggas, them niggas just, they all over the place right now, but they more focused on, I guess, the easy line, since that's like the money maker for them. So, mm-hmm. so shit, man, um, we're going to go ahead and I'm going to post a list on our Instagram page and Facebook page so y'all can go ahead and give y'all thoughts and opinions on all 74 shoes in the top 10 and tell us what shoes y'all would take out, what shoes you think they forgot, what shoes you think they got the top 10, top 10, and so on and so on. Yeah. So our next topic, we're going to go ahead and get into the last four, the last four episodes of the last day. And, um, uh, Honestly, I forgot the fucking episode was from like two weeks ago, so you probably want to fucking <laughs> yeah. refresh my memory. That's cool. It was the uh, I think that was the Rodman episodes, Rodman, and then oh, oh okay, gotcha, gotcha. In the field, Jackson episode two, two weeks ago. Should we go ahead and start on those, then? Cool. Um, oh shit, what's your thoughts about them? So like, the Rodman episode was was crazy like I knew Rodman crazy but uh like to find out that man took a uh a vacation to, to Vegas mid-season like <laughs> <laughs> hey, and they had video of him like who was taking that video of him on the motorcycle just riding I know, that, was, that was random and shit <laughs> like who had access to do that that nigga, that nigga Mike was like a vacation if anybody need a fucking vacation, it's me. Like, right. Damn, like, being selfish, being selfish, man. Mm-hmm. And then the the story uh, of Carmen Electra was talking about uh, he, he uh, Mike came knocking on the door and she went to hide. <laughs> man, that nigga Robin was wow. I'm talking about like, do you would never see an NBA player ask for a vacation during the middle of the season? I think legit that nigga wanted like was it like a week off or some shit? Mm-hmm. Like, that nigga Phil Jackson told his ass 48 hours. And then he went over the 48 hours. <laughs> Still. <laughs> Mike ass had to go get that nigga. Mike about to come him him up, man. Now if that was Scott Burrell, man, Mike probably wouldn't even care if that nigga when he came back. Mike was like, fuck it. But if you but then when he did show him, Mike would have smacked fire from his ass. <laughs> he slapped the shit out of Scott for real. You see that nigga, he, see Mike wanted to slap his ass in the first episode for acting uh-huh. for a hood. Gave him that look like, get away from me. Like, man, we get the fuck over. Robin <laughs> ass. Wow. Like, that nigga, I can only imagine the shit he did when he first touched down in Vegas. That nigga probably was like, that nigga probably did like a line of coke on the way to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Nigga probably did more coke when he got there. But then I look like, I wonder if they would have never gave him that little vacation or whatever. Like if he would have messed up the locker room, like like on some Kyrie type stuff, just been uh, <laughs> just been a problem. Shit, probably so. Cause I think he probably felt kind of out of place when Scotty came back. Cause he was saying he's like, it kind of felt good for Mike to, to depend on him while Scotty was out. Mm-hmm. They gave him like some sort of validation with him when Scotty came back. He went back to being the third wheel and shit, so he probably needed that 
a little vacation to get his mind right and shit. Yeah. But, but feel he feel dope as hell for that though, man. It's like, like you give a nigga two days off to just go fucking blow off some steam and do whatever to get his mind back right. That's that's dope as hell, for real. Yeah. Then it's, I mean, shit, what? go ahead. But shit, what's to say NBA players ain't doing that shit now? You know what niggas be out for like two weeks with some random ass injuries and shit? Yeah. They was like, I think I was watching, um, what was I? I think I was watching Jump or something. And they was like, if uh, who in the NBA today could, could pull that off? And then, of course, everybody was like Kawhi or whatever. But then somebody was like, well, the only person and coach that's going to agree to that is... Uh, is LeBron and, and Frank Vogel. If LeBron say, I'm not coming in today, ain't nothing uh, Frank could do about that. Ain't shit he could do. Okay, LeBron, okay. See you in a week, LeBron. Right. And goofy as hell. Maybe Kawhi, Kawhi probably could pull some shit like that too. Kawhi probably got that in his contract already. Like, if I'm coming to the Clippers, I need this day off. I need this day off. This, this nigga was like on some sneaky shit, bro. I definitely thought we had a chance to get that nigga. Next thing you know, this nigga end up with the Clippers. I'm like, what the fuck? Man? He going to the Clippers with nobody. Mm. So like an hour later, fucking Paul George coming with him. I'm like, this nigga. That was this like, nigga. that finesse game was like a <laughs> hundred. Like, <laughs> he finesse. Finesse everybody. He had <laughs> Toronto thinking he was coming back. He had us thinking he was Get him. He had some. Um, was it the third team, or was it just the Clippers? It was um, Lakers and the Raptors. It was Clippers, Lakers, Raptors. They was talking about the Knicks, but I don't think that was a real thing. Um, so yeah. I, I think it was just. You think the, if the Knicks could have got Paul George? If they would got Paul George, then the Knicks could have got him. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think that's really what he like. Out of everything that he wanted, I think he just wanted another uh, superstar. But he didn't want that to be LeBron for some reason. So, yeah, I, th- I think if, if he would have went to, um, but then I don't know, cause then he still want, um, he still wanted to play at home. So, I think that was like a win-win situation with them getting Paul George, able to get Paul George, and then him being able to play at home too. Well, yeah, I think other than, then um. LeBron, I think Kawhi probably them the only two players that probably could take a week off during the season, like Robin, a couple of days off. Yeah. Now, what was uh you said episode? What was that? Five. It was five. Yeah. So then was the, that the one with that was the one with Phil Jackson? Yeah, they or, were talking about um like Phil Jackson, how he got to become the coach or whatever. Um. And it was funny, they were talking about, they were showing, uh, when he was coaching, I think he was like, I don't know if it was like a Puerto Rican league or something. It was some overseas that he was coaching. And they was like, bro, the, the coach got shot mid-game. <laughs> like, <laughs> bro, I was like, what kind of league is this? <laughs> hey, that's my kind of league, right? That nigga get shot mid <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if somebody don't like the the play that the coach uh, decided to run, you just pull out the pull out the gat and just get the shooting. <laughs> like Buddy from White Men Can't Jump, and <laughs> got the gun and shit. Nigga, right. go back get my gun. 
hey, come back. You're my gun. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> hey. everybody hey. took off. Hey, that shit crazy. Feel a real one for making it out that league. <laughs> Hell yeah. That nigga probably figured if he could make it, that nigga could make it anywhere. Soon. Right. Now, now I see why he ain't mind letting Dennis go. Like, oh, I seen somebody get shot. Me again. <laughs> That shit, that shit, wow, man. That's crazy as fuck. Hey, yeah. but it's crazy how, like, Bill Jackson and Dennis Rodman had, like, they was kind of, like, similar. So that's why they was, like, that's why Dennis kind of, you know, he kind of looked up to him and shit, kind of, like, also, like, kind of like a father figure, but also, like, best friend type shit. So they reminded each other, you know, of one another. So I thought that shit was kind of dope. Yeah. I thought it was like it was kind of like a little shady how they um how they did Doug Collins though, like like bro like like feel like he knew what to do like he he uh like with Tex Winter bring uh creating the triangle or whatever he was like all right well I'm I'm gonna take my uh I'm gonna take my cues from him and I'm gonna implement this. And, and meanwhile, Jared Krause looking like, all right, I already know I'm about to replace Doug Collins because Phil already got this mindset. He's probably he's probably coming to Jerry office with plays like, boom, boom, boom. This is what we're going to do. And then like, they just let uh, Doug Collins go just because he ain't um, he had a dis- different philosophy than, than Tex Winter did, which was crazy. Like, they, it, like they just Doug had Doug Collins. <laughs> Doug gets out there sweating through his suit and shit. Man. Let the nigga go. That nigga had like, I don't say you can fucking sweat through like an entire suit. God damn. This old yeah, game. This old game plan was that that I can get the fuck out the way. <laughs> shit. I don't, I don't blame him, shit. But yeah, that was crazy. He brought Bill in as an assistant coach just to like end up fucking replacing yeah. Doug Collins with Bill Jackson. Yeah, like he, he had that he had that whole thing planned. For that's, real. That's that. kinda like that's kinda like what he's talking about in the first episode when um how he was trying to get Tim Floyd to be the next coach of the Bulls. Yeah. How he invited Tim Floyd to his daughter's wedding. Yeah. And he didn't invite Bill Jackson. So he was known for pulling some shady shit like that. So. That's crazy. It's a revolving circle. That shit wow. That's like what, what the Bulls was doing now. How they fucking brought them, like they brought Fred Hoiberg in, and mm-hmm. I think he was like handpicked by by um Gar Foreman. I think they was looking at Fred Hoiberg while fucking Tibbs was still there. So, mm-hmm. and then you move Boylan up to the fucking head coach after you got rid of fucking Hoiberg because I think Paxton like um. Fucking whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah. Damn, what the fuck the Bulls coach name? Just kidding. Who, Jim Boylan? Yeah, because fucking packs like him. So, yeah. Yeah, man. That Bulls coaching search is horrible. Fucking horrible. But, um, that shit was wild, though. Like, it was kind of dope to see how they was explaining, like, how the triangle offense came about and. I feel was learning that shit from Tex while he was an assistant coach. Mm-hmm. And Doug Collins, that nigga was like, he had a feeling that Phil Jackson was going to be the next coach. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't know why, I just had a feeling. 
I don't, I don't know why uh why Tex ain't share that with Doug Collins. Like they like they had beef or something. <laughs> shit, Doug probably ain't wanna hear that shit. He probably just wants to run ISO the whole game. Mm-hmm. That shit crazy though, man. It went crazy if Doug Collins would have still been their head coach where they had ended up winning them championships. Yeah. I don't know, I still think feel like the greatest coach of all time, but he had to have something that he like that he did differently than than Doug did. Maybe Doug was too like timid and like not assertive or whatever. He was just like, well, whatever happened, happened type of situation. But they was better off the field. I ain't gonna lie about that one. Yeah, sure. He probably needed somebody uh, that could challenge Mike. You know, mm-hmm. I guess when Doug was there, it was just basically get Mike the ball and do whatever. Phil probably didn't want that shit, you know. Phil wanted everybody to touch the ball, so. Yeah. And he challenged Mike, so. so. And the rest was fucking history, so. Mm-hmm. Jackson. But, um, all right, now, episode, what is it, seven? No, that was five and six. Five and six. Wait, no, okay. Episodes we just talked about was three and four. Yeah, so now we, we on five. Yeah, okay. So five was when they was with the dream team. Yeah. Okay, cool. Five was actually Go ahead. Hey, that shit wild with uh the dream team, man. I still I still think Mike had something to do with Isaiah Thomas not being on the dream team. Yeah, he might <laughs> he might have not directly said I don't want him, but he ain't vouched for bringing him neither. <laughs> Oh, didn't <laughs> he ain't say nah I want him on the team cause you know if Mike say if Mike, Mike say I want this person this person this person this person on the team they gonna be on the team so yep. so for him to not say he want Isaiah Thomas it's just as much as saying I don't want him <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to say how the fuck Christian Leighton snuck on him I don't know man <laughs> you could have found another NBA player to replace him right of all people like Maybe they just had to have some type of college representation back at that time. Why not Grant Hill? True. Because Grant Hill might have... I'm trying to think when the Grant... Grant Hill came in the league in, what, 94? Yeah. So that meant... Yeah, he, he probably had to be like a freshman or a sophomore then. Yeah. I guess in 94. Maybe they thought... I don't know. Maybe they need like forward depth or something like that. I don't know. Like power forward. Sure, man, I'm pretty sure I can go look at the All Star <laughs> team from the '92 season and find somebody else that could have made the fucking Olympic team other than Christian Lake. True. And uh, hey, that shit with Tony Kukoc, man. Mike and Scotty some goddamn dogs. For real. <laughs> 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 probably the worst day in Tony Kuko's life bro you talk about clamps they would put the fucking super clamps on that nigga mm-hmm. the whole team like damn like I'm pretty sure Mike was talking mad shit before that game like, don't let this nigga score this nigga score I'm slapping the shit out of somebody in this locker room right. don't let that nigga score but the second game, the gold medal game, Kukoc held his own, though. He bounced back and, nigga, he played a hell of a game, but that first game. 
Scotty was putting the clamp on that nigga for real. Yeah, yeah. Scotty was like, you ain't about to get the money that I want. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, nah, Scotty, that ain't that ain't cool, Coach. Fault you negotiated that bad ass deal, man. Don't don't take it out on him. But, right. but yeah, they put they put the clamps on that nigga though. Like, I think Mike Mike was trying to play it off, like in the you know after the game. But that nigga Scotty, he ain't hold no punches. He was like, if he was nervous, that nigga can't play two games in the NBA. Damn, Scotty. Right. How do you feel? <laughs> and then I thought it was funny, uh, the whole uh, Reebok uniform situation. It's crazy, like, back in the day or whatever, when I saw the picture with him, uh, with the flag draped over him at the award ceremony, I thought he was just being patriotic. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, nah, it's really... <laughs> I don't fuck with Reebok like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the like, wait till y'all see what I do. <laughs> he was talking big shit sitting in the car. He was what? talking bad shit. That's crazy. I'm talking like, dude, that nigga went and got the biggest fucking flag he could find. He could have got something. He could put towel over it. That nigga was like, give me the big, the widest flag y'all got. He's smart though, cause it's like, what? What can you say about holding the American flag? <laughs> Not a damn thing. Mm-hmm. You get that shit smooth as hell. Yep. Then I seen early this week, Reebok had responded on Instagram and shit. They had posted like, kind of like a uh, like a drawing of Michael Jordan, but it wasn't like he the drawing didn't have no head. It was just like the outline of a fucking of the Olympic jacket. And they showed them like sliding the flag off the shoulder, showing a Reebok logo. <laughs> wow! Like that's what y'all on Reebok? Y'all trying to start social media beef and shit? Right. Yeah, uh, a whole lot of years too late. <laughs> Man, them niggas so far behind as far as shoes. Like they mm-hmm. getting back into it with the the um, retro and the questions, but other than that, them niggas ain't really got too much going for them. Rap for them. Okay, what else was in that episode? Oh, the the uh the Kobe stuff was in that episode at the beginning. Oh damn, got all about that, man. Man, that was a uh, that was kind of dope to see the to see them in the locker room. Um, they was talking about Kobe. What he call it, nigga? That little uh, Laker boy. He <laughs> sound like somebody daddy for real. <laughs> You know that little Laker boy, he gonna try to go one on one. Like, damn. You elbow, you elbow our shots for on my team. You better go get your ass a rebound. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, hey, hey, Mike shit talking game is like next level, man. A one, man, it's crazy. That's all, all that nigga do is talk shit, like no matter what. But yeah, that shit was dope, man. That shit, that shit was. It was sad, man. I was sitting there watching this. I'm like, man, I, I ain't trying to cry nothing, man. Man, but that shit, but it, but it was dope to see to see Mike talking about Kobe like that in the locker room. <laughs> and then after the game, he told me, "I see you down the road." I'm like, man, mm-hmm. like that's crazy. How them niggas like how Kobe's career took off after that. Yeah, and it's crazy. Like I ain't even like I knew they was close, but like over the past as time then passed or whatever I just didn't realize that they was that close 
Shit, you, you seen how Mike was at, at the memorial service. Mm-hmm. Like he said, he said he just tried to be the best big brother he could be. And it's like, you can see, like, Kobe is Mike. Like, yeah. everything, he, the way he talks, the way he walks, the way he plays, like, that nigga is a carbon copy of Mike. Mm-hmm. Man. Shit, wow, man. Like, like that shit still don't feel real that that nigga's gone. I, I still feel like that shit is like a, like, that shit not real. But, man. I was kind of thinking that whole episode was going to be, uh, with Kobe, but then did that little small part, which I don't know if it had been a full episode with him and Kobe. I don't know if I could have watched the whole thing. Dude, I couldn't have went a whole hour with that. Man. Yeah. Like, I think I was good with like that first like ten minutes, mm-hmm. like a whole hour. Oh, man. And I think they said what I read. I think Kobe had recorded that like early in January. Mm-hmm. I think like maybe a couple weeks before he got before he died. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Wow. But um, and then the, the practices they had at, um, with the Dream Team, and how fucking uh, Magic and Mike was always talking shit. Mm-hmm. Fucking Magic got mad and threw the ball in the stands during <laughs> practice and shit because they called a foul for Mike. <laughs> He's like, this ain't no different from the NBA. <laughs> Exactly. Talk to yourself, but Mike was busting their ass in practice. So it was his. It was his fault. He the one walked up to him and said, "You gonna have to be Air Jordan to beat us." Okay. <laughs> say, like, nigga, say no more. Larry like Larry didn't tell you what happened in one fucking eighty-four playoffs, eighty-five playoffs. Mm-hmm. He told Dennis Johnson that he had some for him the next day. <laughs> Gotta leave that man alone. Right. <laughs> This is this the same nigga that that torched Dan Wiley to Jerry Krause like he thought he was a good defender. He better, better leave that nigga alone. That nigga's looking for any kind of motivation, any kind of any kind of smoke. Mm-hmm. That's what he can drop forty on your ears. So. No problem. But yeah. And then on on um, so the next episode is episode six. That's the one when they were. They did. They did the the '93 championship for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's when Mike didn't want to talk to the media for like two weeks and shit. Mm-hmm. And he ended up doing that random ass interview with Amara Rashad. With your damn shade. No favors, shade. Amara was like, "You really fit a wedding shade." <laughs> That nigga Mike Crowley was high as fuck shit. <laughs> hey, that, that reminded me too where uh, they was in the hotel lobby and, and the mom was like, Mike, uh, game on the line. Who take the last shot? Me. What kind of question is that? Who else gonna take that motherfucker? Hey, he's like, he's about to smack the shit out of Rashad for asking that question. Man, you don't, you don't ask that dude. Mike didn't give a fuck who was on that team with him. Right. He didn't care. Jesus Christ himself was on the team with him. Mike was going to take that last motherfucking shot. Right. <laughs> He's like, what type of question is that? Hey, I didn't know that nigga Barkley was balling like that in the finals. Though. Was dogging people. I low-key got um, 
I got a Bulls DVD and it got uh, all the games from that championship on the. And I watched them them uh, joints like front to back. Barkley was a dog, man. Like Skinny Charles was out here murdering people. Oh man, that's that nigga. One of I would say that nigga was probably like number four in my top five players of all time. Yeah. Chuck was undersized, but that man was a motherfucking dog. Like you don't really hear too many people talk about Charles Barkley unless you like really watch them play. But mm-hmm. it wasn't no fluke that that nigga won MVP that year. That nigga was balling that whole season. Right, and he wasn't like. For him to be his size too back then, like he wasn't fast, but he was quick. Like he had a quick first step. He had just like bully past you, like or shit. He would pull up with the jumper too. I said it's crazy. You look at Chuck on TNT, you wouldn't even think that nigga was a was right. niggas like that. They're like a whole different person back in the day, man. Man, Chuck better start telling Shaq, nigga, you better Google me to see what I did and find some mic in you. Right. <laughs> Hey, wait, like, that shit was, like, the motivation Mike had in that finals, like, that shit just crazy, and you can find, like, the smallest thing to motivate you. Mm-hmm. You just go out there and just do that to the motherfucking son. It's like, Jerry Krause just, just Mike, just like Mike doing and Jerry Krause, like, Dan Marley as a defender. Like, really? Yeah. But, um, like, I honestly think that if Paxton wouldn't hit that shot in game six, I think the Bulls would have lost that point. Yeah, because that Phoenix team was stacked, man. Stacked. I'm surprised they didn't win. Um, well, go did they go back to the finals? I don't know. They, uh, the next year when uh, Mike was gone, or the next two years for that matter, I guess. Um, I was surprised, man. I just kept that same team together and just ran it back. Shit, I think they got to the Western Conference Finals, I think, in either 94 or 95, where some niggas just ran into Hakeem and them. Yeah. But that shit crazy. Like, I honestly think them niggas would have lost the game because Phoenix would have had the momentum. I think they was I think they would have stayed at home for game seven, if I'm not mistaken. So mm-hmm. Phoenix might have put that shit out, man. But but dude, it's it's hard to beat Michael Jordan in seven games. So it is. But, um, that was pretty much all they talked about in the episode. I think they talked about his gambling too and all that shady shit that was going on behind the scenes and shit like that. So. Yeah, that was that was basically it. And then him taking um him going, I think he went to a casino or something after the game and they was going crazy about it. Yeah. He him and his pops that went to, um, I think, Atlantic City during the playoffs. And they mm-hmm. played the Knicks. Yeah, yeah motherfuckers were tweaking out, tweaking about that. Yeah. But other than that, man, that's pretty much all it was. Like, do you believe that theory about, about motherfuckers might have killed Mike's father because of his gambling? Because Mike might have owed somebody and they end up, you know, catching his pops and shit. Mm, I, th- I mean, it's, I think it's valid because um, he definitely, I believe the fact that he had, like, some gambling situations and, and debts that he owed people. They say he, his name was on the, uh, was involved with, like, some money for a, a, a mob boss or somebody like that, somebody big like that. Uh, so, but 
I do think somebody somebody killed his father, and they knew that that was his father for sure. So it was after something in, in regards to Mike. Yeah, I, I legit think like that's why his pops you know getting killed. I think Mike probably owed somebody some money. Mm-hmm. Mike had it, but just because he Mikey Jordan, he probably felt like he didn't have to pay it. And shit. That may not be a lot of money for Mike, but whoever he owed, it was a lot of money for him. The motherfucker probably end up, you know, following his father. Yeah. He ended up killing him because it's just weird that his pops ended up, they ended up finding his pops on the side of the road in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. That shit weird as hell. So I think Mike gambling and shit probably had something to do with that. And probably why he retired. Like, I honestly believe that shit about David Stern telling Mike to retire and shit. So the NBA wouldn't catch all that heat from gambling. And so that nigga, like, yo, go away for two years and then come back. Yeah, yeah, it's probably. I think it was probably that like piled on to the fact that his father died and and he um I guess he just didn't have the the love to play basketball anymore because obviously he went straight to baseball and that's what his father originally wanted him to play. So yeah. it was probably yeah it was probably that and then David Stern probably didn't do him no favors with piling on some other stuff. That was just enough for him to leave. Yeah, cause that man looked exhausted after they won the finals in '93. He was just like he looked exhausted then and after. I think that finals when they was asking Wallen questions afterwards about his Phil Jackson coming back, is he coming back and shit like that. Yeah, like, that man just looked extremely exhausted. But shit, he had played a lot of basketball like three straight years of going to the finals and then playing Olympic basketball in '92. Yeah. Being on top of that, your father dying, and then all this stuff happening with the media, then that Jordan Rules book coming out about yeah. shit that's going on in the locker room. So, yeah, all that power on top of each other. Mike just probably just needed a break. So, yeah, it was interesting. But, um, if that was our thoughts and opinions on the past four episodes of the last 10. Hey, what up, um, what they doing for episode seven and eight? Uh, do they even get previews on episode seven and eight? I don't think so, cause I don't think I saw none. I mean, I, I obviously like just going by like the timeline of, of the last two episodes. It's probably gonna be about um, his father dying, um, and then I heard like it's one episode um, devoted to his baseball career. So that's probably what the I'll next episode will be. Yeah, it probably will be the next episode then. And probably episode eight will probably be when he came back. Yeah. On baseball. Probably. So, right, we're going to go ahead and move into our next segment. Mm-hmm. Our next and last segment is the unboxing of these Jordan 6 EMPs. So, let me go ahead and take these bad, bad boys out real quick. For all y'all that's watching this on YouTube, y'all get to actually see sneakers in hand. If you're listening to the podcast, just go on YouTube and, and look at this part. <laughs> all right, so go ahead. Bam. The Air Jordan DMP, the Defining Moments Pack. It originally released in 2006 with the the Concord 11. 
and uh, the retail price is crazy, bro. The retail price for them two shoes was $300. 300 for some sixes and some 11. That's crazy. That's crazy. And um, just our first glance at the shoe, like, dude, I had to add this shoe. Like, it was a shoe I had to add to my collection. Like, I think they pretty much made it the same way they did the ones back in 2006. Mm-hmm. I don't think they really changed anything. I think the only thing they might have added was um, the gold dog tag. I think that's the only thing they might have added, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And then, um, What's on the uh, tag? Uh, um, I say Air Jordan 6, June 12th, 1991. Define a moment. MJ's first professional championship. Dope. These motherfuckers cold, man. Like, the quality on them is, like, A1. Like, I kind of wish they might have made the the outsole a little bit more icy blue. Mm -hmm. Like, a little bit more. But other than that, man, these motherfuckers cold as hell. Like, like, I think they didn't, like, restock them, like, three or four times, if I'm not mistaken, since they dropped. So. Uh-huh. They must have made a lot of pairs of them then, like, for that, for it to have so many restocks. Yeah, I think so, because I think the following day they dropped, they restocked them. Yeah, I think, like, two days later, they end up restocking them again. And then, if I'm not mistaken, they restocked them, like, early this week, too, so. Yeah. yeah I, I guess they just now that I think about it, they probably, uh, like, shipments that were supposed to go out to stores and be in stores, they probably held some of them back and then just um, restocked them for online purchase. So that's probably why we have so many. So what I think you're right, because I think it was only, if I'm not mistaken, I think only Foot Locker did a restock and I want to say Finish Line. Because mm-hmm. they restocked them, you know, the Fire Red Fives, um, earlier today. Mm. Yeah, I think that's gonna be the trend. Um, as long as we in quarantine or whatever, like they just gonna restock the um, the next week or next two weeks or something because they're gonna have so much in inventory. That's like even when stores reopen, you can't have all them shoes out on the floor and for sale. So, shit, you well, I guess it depends on how many how many pairs they make because. Yeah. I'm pretty sure some of these stores probably still sitting on like they whole shipment of them. Yeah. You think about like all the Jordan we were just talking about this, all the Jordans that were supposed to come out this month. If all of them would have came out and then been in stores too, like they'd have to wipe clean everything that came out in like April and, and March and stuff. Cause they pushed back four pairs of mics. Cause I know the, the Bugs Bunnies. Mm-hmm. The low top 11s. And the girls low top 11s. The girls low top 11s. Yep. I think them, them tie-dye ones are supposed to come out this month, too, for women. Yep. Not, yeah, them uh, push to June now, I think, too. I, I think those folks come out, too. And then they still release the, uh, the Royal Toes today. You got the, the metallic fours coming out, I think, in two weeks from today. And then you had um, the fire Red Fives last week. So you would have tried to cram, like, seven releases in, in May. Yeah, and they still got the the Flints coming. Because the Flints was supposed to come, and them got pushed back. 
Damn. I don't know how the fuck you think gonna try to cram all that shit into May. Mm-hmm. Shit, hopefully they don't push that shit back no more because I think, if I'm not mistaken, I know in July those black and gold 12s come out. And then I think it's a, another Jordan 1 coming out that month too, so. I don't know, man. These motherfuckers, they can't keep pushing too much shit back because they gonna end up fucking flooding us with too much shit and all that shit is gonna sit. Mm-hmm. Shit, when your uh, Fire Red 5 supposed to come? On the 20th? Still? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It might come sooner. I know uh, Jeremy said he got his uh, uh, his uh, email for that his got shipped today. Oh shit! I might, I might get lucky and get them earlier than than I'm supposed to. Shit, if Jeremy shit ship today, he'll probably get his shit Monday or Tuesday, probably. Mm-hmm. Cause I think them niggas using two day shipping for everybody's shit since they having so many delays. So. Yeah, it did. They sent when they sent the uh, like the delay email or whatever. They was like, if you pay for shipping, we are automatically reimburse you. So I think everything gonna be two day once they. Once they get their shipping stuff out. Damn. That's a good look by Nike. Mm-hmm. That little full locker, them niggas shipping shit out quick. I don't know what the fuck they doing at their warehouse or they making motherfuckers work motherfucking overtime or some shit. I'm telling you, I'm trying to I'm trying to get all my stuff like Nike like Nike.com is my last effort to get anything now because the rest of them stores sending their stuff out. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, what my homie was telling me, my homie Brian, the one that fucking worked at um, that fucking shoe store yet, you know. But that nigga was telling me that when Nike had that person at their warehouse uh, that had the coronavirus, he said they ended up moving their shit to a warehouse that was like 20 miles away. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why they was having like shipping problems. Or they moved some of their inventory to another warehouse and kept some of it at the regular warehouse. So that's yeah. probably why. Just having a problem shipping shit out on time. Yeah, it makes sense. Cause like you got a lot of releases coming up, and like you got releases damn near coming out every week for like the next like six or seven weeks. Mm-hmm. Shit, you gonna be like extremely backed up because next week those um them green glow camo Air Max nineties come out on Friday, then. The Lake of LeBron 7 is coming out next Saturday. Then I think the following week, me and the fucking Metallic Four is coming out. Damn. So. Yeah, it's going to be something every week. Motherfuckers buying all these shoes and we ain't got nowhere to wear these motherfuckers to. Right, they just sitting in boxes, sitting on shelves. Shit, I might throw a pound tomorrow just to go run to my mom's house and shit. But I think it's supposed to rain tomorrow, so. That's what I start doing. Whenever I, whenever I take the dog out, I just throw on a, a different pair of shoes just to get some wear and just walk around the block or something. Shit, because I don't want to keep these motherfuckers in the box too long because if you don't wear your shit, the motherfucking soles start detaching from the rest of the shoe. Mm-hmm. But I, what I was reading, you like the shoes need the fucking pressure from your, your body so the motherfucking soles can stay attached to the shoe. So... I'm gonna have to break these motherfuckers out a couple times at least to walk around the crib and them and shit. Yeah, basically. 
I got, I'm sitting on too much heat, man. And I'm still surprised that nigga Sanders got the fucking ones this morning. <laughs> Crazy. Everybody I seen posting, I struck out, I ain't get them. Sneakers ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> The one, nigga, the one nigga who don't even buy shoes like that. For real, like, <laughs> random. He just he just decided to get a pair of shoes and he and he hit gold on these. It, it fucking gold. That's just like like it ain't like they was like some fucking like twelve or some shit or just like a general release. Yeah, like ones are usually limited releases, and this nigga this nigga hit on the first try. Like what the fuck? That's wild, man. It's crazy. Next, we got to get coached about some shoes. I know, right? Got to get him to get the lows, man. He playing around. They ain't going to be available soon. I told that nigga to get some white and red lows, and they didn't restock them motherfuckers like six times. <laughs> <laughs> Coach cashed the way for them. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck, Coach? Like, I think last time I asked him, I think he was like soon or some shit. I'm like, damn, nigga, if you wait any longer... And they ain't even gonna be releasing lows no more. Mm-hmm. Coach gonna have to coach. I know you're gonna be watching this, nigga. You better hurry up to make that move, man. Cause, cause Mike, Mike's gonna pass you. Mike can hit once. This, this shit like heroin. Mike hit that shit once. He finna keep going back. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It don't stop here. It only gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I could tell that nigga was excited. He was like, he kept posting shit, but I'm like, yeah. I'm like, bro, that's when it's time for coming and getting to this shit. Wait till he opened that box. It's gonna be a different story. Oh, I'm doing. I'm telling you, like, once you get like a limited pair or some shit that you really want it, it's like, damn. I wonder if I can get another pair. Then after that, it's like, damn. What if I can get these two? After that, next thing you know, you done bought about eight or nine pairs of shoes in like a fucking two-month span, so. Yep. That's probably why Coach scared, man. He don't start buying all these shoes and machine mm-hmm. and be threatened to beat him up and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I go. Coach, man, I know you're going to be watching this. Hurry up and buy them damn ones, man. they $90. Just get them. It's gonna be 97 with tax, man. You can tell Sheena it's okay. Sheena ain't gonna get mad at you, man. Worrying about him one. If you need help controlling your habit, we got you. We'll, we'll cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to see Coach start getting addicted to that shit, man. Cause, you know, Coach is like he conservative. Like I would hate to see Coach start dropping from like $400 on like two pairs of shoes and shit. We're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Go ahead and wrap up episode 13. You know, follow us on Instagram, uh, our Facebook page, and now our YouTube page. Once this quarantine shit, you know, we're going to be dropping more videos and shit of us, you know, going out to sneaker stores and doing interviews and just out hitting these streets looking for sneakers and shit like that. So go ahead and check us out and you can also email questions to our Gmail account, which is podcast at gmail.com. So, if you got questions, thoughts, opinions, shoes you want us to review, topics you want us to discuss, or anything that stuff. Cool. So, we're going to go ahead and sign out. Y'all stay thorough, stay safe, be blessed, all, all those good things.
wash your hands for 20 seconds, use that sanitizer, social distance, wear a mask and all that good shit. Yep. And we out. Peace.